was a feeling which Archiver is produced with Missouri's Mid-Continent Public Library. Yes, sirree, and howdy, and good evening, everybody. Here we are at Ivanhoe Temple for another great big Brush Creek Follies. It's beaver night, and I want to tell you now, we've had more fun here for the last half hour. Uncle Hiram's been out here, and all the fellas with beards that came down to Brush Creek Follies been showing them off. The gang up here have great big long beards. There's been contests, money given away, and all shucks just can't even begin to tell you all the things that have happened. However, for the next one hour, all of you folks listening in out there on the radio are going to be right in with us on the phone. And so let's get it started. Now, we start kick off right this now. season of Archiver on February 8, 1941. The folks listening on the radio are tuned to KMBC in Kansas City. Old man Mose Hiram Higsby. Come on out here. I had a dear old father for whom I nightly pray. He had a set of whiskers and they're always in the way. Oh, around the family table. And the show, Brush Creek Follies, group, is one of the most popular radio variety shows in the country. It's Beaver Night on this night, a show where the performers and audience show off their beards. Truth be told, I think there should still be Beaver Nights, but that's not the point. The point is that in the 30s and 40s, KMBC was a powerhouse radio station. It was headquartered at the swanky Pickwick Hotel in downtown Kansas City. It had been broadcasting in some form since 1922, but changed its call letters to KMBC in 1927 to reflect the owners, Midland Broadcasting Company. The next year, it was the 16th affiliate to join the CBS network where the Brush Creek Follies was distributed across America. They really connected Kansas City to the world and the world to Kansas City. The podcast is Archiver, The Sounds of Missouri. The episode, Howdy and Good Evening, Me. I'm your host, Sam Zeff. The cows chew them for hay. They hide the dirt on father's shirt. They're always in the It's hard to overstate how deeply embedded KMBC was in Kansas City. The station covered news, sports, and local politics. It had morning shows for homemakers. The station covered agriculture and even had its own farm. But KMBC reached way beyond Kansas City with its entertainment programs. So, when you need to know about early Kansas City radio, there's only one man to talk to. My name is Chuck Haddix. I'm the curator of the Mars Sound Archives a collection of 400,000 sound recordings in the Miller-Nichols Library at UMKC. I'm also a radio producer. I do the radio program called The Fish Fry, Friday and Saturday nights on KCUR 89.3. Tell me about the KMBC collection at the Sound Archive. Well, the KMBC collection came from Arthur B. Church, Jr., um, and it includes uh, instantaneous cut discs or lacquers and also transcription programs. Early on, Chuck says, Arthur Church figured out he had two distinct audiences. Mr. Church looked around and saw all this farmland around Kansas City. And so he developed programming for both the urban market in Kansas City and also the farm market, too. That farm market was vast, especially at night, 
when the signal reached from Colorado to Chicago and from the Canadian border to Texas and Louisiana. And Church knew exactly what those folks wanted to hear. So right now I want to bring out here in the stage that great lover of the Orient, that Napoleon, that Andrew of Waterloo, oh shucks folks, here he is, the hillbilly Romeo, Hiram Higsby. Come on, Higgs! All right, thank you, Charlie. Come on, gang, let's get together here. I was down to camp meeting on the other afternoon Just to hear them shout and sing For to tell one another how they loved each other And to make the hallelujah ring Now there's old Uncle Daniel and the brother Ebenezer And the Rufus with his lame gal Sue And Polly and Melinda and old Mother Bender Well, I've never seen a happier crew I'm a Methodist, a Methodist, tis my belief I'm a Methodist till I die And all they can say when and they lay me down to rest as they laid another Methodist by. Now the old gold That's the host of the Brush Creek Follies, Hiram Higsby, who also worked at WLS in Chicago, the Grand Old Opry on WSM Nashville, and is in the Country Music DJ Hall of Fame. And every Saturday night, he presided over a pretty large stable of acts. There was Colorado Pete, who had the biggest gold tooth this side of Colorado, a comedy character named Rube Wintersuckle, who sounded exactly like what you think a guy who called himself Rube Wintersuckle sounded like. And there was Kitten K, teenage singers, who the paper in Stanbury, Missouri described in 1940 as appealing to the eye and blessed with beautiful singing voices. Here's Higsby introducing the act. Yes, sir, Bobby. Well, I don't know, but what right now we ought to listen to our two uh, song twins, Kitten K, sweethearts of the Brush Creek Follies. Yes, sir, here they come. Kitten care song twins, brand new uniforms tonight too. Look at that, will you, friends? Yeah. Uh oh, something's happened to a guitar over there. Lost a string. No, it's all set. All right, you ready, girls? What you singing? You are my sunshine. So being a regular on the Brush Creek Follies, that was a big deal for a performer. Oh yeah, it was a very coveted uh, slot. Um, it, it was a it was a variety show. They had comedy, uh, ventriloquists, and that would be Kenny Carlson and his little friend, the incorrigible and edgy for the time Scrappy O'Brien. This is from Kitty Night at the Brush Creek Follies in 1941. There's a lot of boys and girls out there that are your friends, and in case you don't know it. A lot of those kitties came here tonight just especially to see you. Well, I'm here now. They can all go home. Oh, no, Scrappy. Shame on you. Hey. Who are you staring at? Never mind. <laughs> I'll come down there and chew your ears off. Listen now. <laughs> uh, you know, they all go to school. Do they? Why, certainly. You can't tell to look at them. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, now I, I, I suppose you go to school, don't you, Scrappy? You're doggone right. Well, that's fine. Uh, what are you taking to school? Anything I can get my hands on. <laughs> <laughs> there were other big-time KMBC entertainment programs like the Red Horse Ranch, a cowboy soap opera. It's the day of a great event on Red Horse Ranch. Idaho has driven the buckboard to town and will soon return proudly bearing with him Rose Carter, daughter of Sam Carter, owner of the Red Horse Ranch. But the Brush Creek Follies was the crown jewel. The company did road shows across Missouri and Kansas and was heard all over America via CBS. It played on WJS in Pittsburgh, on KSFO San Francisco, and in Rochester, New York on WHEC. Because they were nationally distributed, some KMBC talent would go on to big entertainment careers. The Texas Rangers Quartet moved to Hollywood and backed up Gene Autry at Republic Pictures. Tex Owens also went to Hollywood. He wrote the classic song Cattle Call, which hit number one on the country charts in 1955. But the KMBC talent, with the longest-lasting impact on American entertainment, someone who changed the landscape of network television, is someone you've probably never heard of. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kinfolk said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California is a place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Hills, that is, swimming pools, movie stars. The Beverly Hillbillies. My name is Brent Chaldemeyer, and I'm here because I have an abiding interest in local history. Um, there's a lot of rich and unusual history in the Kansas City area that sometimes is not fully appreciated. And one of the less appreciated stories is by, about an individual by the name of Paul Henning. Paul Henning created the Beverly Hillbillies and would also create Petticoat Junction and Green Acres. Those shows opened the door to Hee Haw and Gomer Pyle, USMC. Meyer says Henning got his start at KMBC when radio was still a bit of an experiment. And this was a place that had an unlimited amount of time to fill. And so uh, it was the Internet of its time. Nobody quite knew how to use it. Nobody quite knew uh, what its reach might be. Nobody quite knew what it could support and as a medium for delivering uh, news or content or information. And so the first really sort of approach was, well, let's take the vaudevillian sort of approach, a variety hour uh, that you would sort of see in the, in the uh, Lyceum and the theaters of Kansas City and pull it into the radio. Henning himself was interested in being a singer. He had this high kind of Irish tenor sort of voice. Beside a garden wall When stars are bright were in my arms The nightingale And um, he got down there and then he realized is that, well, singing might be one thing, but as anybody who's involved in early radio says, the more things that you can do, the more valuable you could become. And so uh, he started writing scripts for sponsors because if you could get a sponsor for a particular show, then you could get your content sort of aired. And then so he started becoming a writer there. By the time the Beverly Hillbillies was a hit, the powerhouse days of local radio were over. 
Radio was, and still is for that matter, very popular. But those days of dominance faded in the early 50s. Programming was once aimed at the widest possible audience, but now is narrowly focused. But even in the 30s and 40s, KMBC knew its audience and who was listening when. Today's Women, introduced to you by Chasnoff's Kansas City's exclusive store for women's apparel. It's smart to have the Chasnoff habit where shopping is an exciting adventure. You'll not only find it cool, but the entire store is arranged for your convenience and comfort. Each Monday afternoon at this same time, Chasnoff's will present one of today's women who has become prominent in Kansas City. The Women of the Air. That's on the next episode of Archiver, The Sounds of Missouri. Archiver is produced with Mid-Continent Public Library, is also distributed on FountainCityFrequency.com, and is produced in the studios of KCUR 89.3 in Kansas City. I'm really excited to say I'm doing some live programming this season with Archiver. Go to mymcpl.org slash events to find out when and where. My thanks to Chuck Haddix from the Mars Sound Archive and Brent Schondelmeyer for their help and expertise. And don't forget to subscribe to Archiver wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Zeff, and I'll see you on the next Archiver.